0: i'm christian esguera and welcome to this episode of after the fact where we get to see things more clearly we get a better sense of the truth let's begin by dissecting the news a 20-second video circulating on social media shows lawyer larry gadon unleashing his anger on investigative journalist raiza robles of course gadon like any other citizen could criticize journalists for their work but in this case the lawyer went way too far and too low even by his own standards, cursing at Mrs. Robles using language that's filthy by any standards. The Foreign Correspondents Association of the Philippines described uh, Gadon's behavior as beastly. Gadon is a Marcos loyalist. He was angered when Mrs. Robles questioned whether the son of the late dictator, who is now running for president, has in fact paid the amount he was ordered to settle when he was convicted in a tax case in 1995. Tonight we'll talk about this behavior, clearly unbecoming of a lawyer and why it's perhaps emblematic of the kind of hate journalists have been facing from political partisans and paid trolls, especially under the current political environment here in the Philippines. Be part of our discussion, send us your questions and comments on our YouTube live chat or tweet us using the hashtag ANCAfterTheFact. Joining us now is multi-awarded journalist Raisa Robles. He's the author of the book marcos martial law never again it's a brief history of torture and atrocity under the new society also with us is uh, journalist barnaby law the president of the foreign correspondence association of the philippines later we will be joined by attorney domingo Cayosa of the integrated bar of the philippines now attorney gadon will not be part of this discussion This program will not be used as another platform to further propagate a clearly despicable behavior, especially one coming from someone in the legal profession. Good evening, Raisa. Good evening, uh, Barnaby. And thank you for joining us tonight on the program.
1: Good evening, Christian.
2: Good evening, Christian. Good evening, Raisa. Okay,
0: I'd like to start with Raisa. Um, Very vicious language used in that video. I'd like to know first how you learned about that video that is now circulating in social media, Attorney LaRigaon viciously attacking you.
1: Okay lang ba magtaglish? Okay lang po. Isa sa pinaka uh, close na friend ko, kaibigan kong abogado ang nagbigay sa akin, no? Uh, ang apparently si LaRigaon uh circulate muna niya sa mga chat group sa Viber sa mga abogado mismo. Doon ko nalaman at doon ko uh, nakita, pinadala sa akin. Hindi ko na tinapos yung video. Kasi alam ko naman maraming maraming mura eh. Uh, Pero meron akong gustong sabihin tungkol dyan sa ginawa ni Larry Gadon. Alam mo, pinalibutan niya ng mga malalaswang salita ang pagsisinungaling niya. Kasi may, may kasinungalingan yung sinabi niya eh no Alisin mo lang lahat na mga murang sinabi niya. Ang meat no, ng sinabi niya, anong pinagsasabi mong hindi nagbayad si BBM ng taxes? May certification yan galing sa BIR. Alam mo, kasinungalingan yun eh. Kasi walang certification pa ang pinapakita ng Marcos Camp na nagbayad siya sa BIR. Kung makita mo yung dalawang resibo nila, no yung dalawang sinasabi nilang, ebidensya na nagbayad si BBM sa BIR, isa, yung resibo na galing sa Land Bank of the Philippines na pinapakita na may binayaran si Bongbong Marcos. Yung second, ito ay isang kasulatan ng lawyer ni Bongbong Marcos sa isang BIR official, no? na nagbayad daw siya ng mga deficiency tax. Pero pag mo yung kasulatan ng galing sa lawyer ni Bongbong Marcos, papunta sa BIR, wala kang makikitang marka. No? Wala kang makikitang stamp mula sa BIR na narisib nila. Nakalagay okay. lang doon sa taas copy uh, of the original
0: uh, okay. na
1: binigay sa kliyente.
0: Bago natin pag-usapan yung meat ng issue kung bakit ka okay. binanata ni uh, Attorney Larry Gadon. First off, would you know what exactly triggered that rant? Uh, Not- what might have triggered it? Was it a post that you made? An article that you wrote?
1: Kasi ang dami-dami ko nang sinula tungkol dito. Pero siguro ang nag-trigger dito yung last na pinost ko sa Twitter na sinabi ko no, kung maging presidente man si Bongbong Marcos uh, ang gagawin ko hindi rin ako magbabayad ng tax nang 6 years. Yehey, Sabi ko. Kasi ang sa, sa ako no freelance journalist ako. Pag hindi ako mag, 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 uh, magbigay ng ITR, hindi ako talaga makakapagbayad ng tax kasi ITR lang ang 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 pruweba na, na nagbayad ako. Wala akong sinasabi niyong withholding tax. Siguro yon Pero marami rin akong sinusulat sa South China Morning Post tungkol sa 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 tax case ni 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 Bongbong Marcos kasi ano na eh sinabi na ng Court of Appeals eh sinabi na ng Regional Trial Court na convicted siya yeah. of uh uh not just uh not paying tax deficiency tax evasion yan eh kasi hindi siya nagfile ng ITR wala silang makita na nagfile siya ng income tax return in all the years, no? Tapos, isa pa ang gusto kong tanungin kay Bongbong Marcos. Kailan niya nakuha yung tax identification number niya? Gusto ko malaman. Kasi isang sinabi ni Vic Rodriguez sa isa sa mga reporters, no? Minention niya eh, na, ano, na, na, na nag-file si Bongbong Marcos ng, I think it's the tax form 1904. Tinignan ko, ano Ano yung 1904? Ba, 1904 pala pag, uh, pag mag-a-apply ka for a new tax identification number. So tanong ko rin, kailan ba nag, na, kumuha ng tax identification number si Bongbong Marcos? ano year?
0: Okay. Pero the fact that those issues were surrounded by a lot of person sobra matinding mura, we cannot repeat that on air definitely. He used the Filipino language madiin yung pagmumura against you. What was your initial reaction to that?
1: Sorry, Christian, kasi at that time peste I was uh uh I was taking antihistamine medicine, no? So medyo sleepy ako. So medyo slow yung reaction ko. It was only later on na na ko yung ginawa niya. Uh, ako I do not stand for ano eh yung, yung pag pag may nag curse sa akin lumalaban ako. No? Hindi lang ako makapag makalaban, uh, at once here kasi alam ko kailangan no sa ganitong sa ganitong uri ng labanan kailangan kong makausap ang mga abogado which is what I have been doing. May mga kinakausap na akong mga abogado. Intayin lang ni Darigadon. Alam ba, may post-Christmas present ako sa kanya.
0: So you will press charges against attorney Darigadon?
1: Of course. Either uh, disbarment is one of the things. Either as I appear as a witness in a disbarment case sa kanya, or I, I file uh, a disbarment case against him. Plus, meron pa isa pang kaso na gusto kong i-file sa kanya. Uh, surprise na lang yon sa kanya.
0: Okay. Let's now go to uh, Barnaby Law. You're the president of the Foreign Correspondents Association of the Philippines. See Raisa is part of this organization. Your organization issued a very strongly worded statement Mm -hmm. assailing that verbal assault on Raisa Robles. Talk to us why this issue is very, very important and something which you cannot let
2: pass. Well, you know, um, Christian, when I first saw the video, I couldn't finish it. I couldn't finish it. Um, Halfway through, uh, it was so revolting, you know. Um, And then, of course, I I spoke with uh, the board of the Foreign Correspondents Association of the Philippines, and they said, well, you have to finish it because you have to finish it for us to be able to issue a complete statement, because the second half is even more revolting than the first half. So um, it's, it's not just My first reaction was, it's not the attack against this journalist per se, but the way Larry Godon attacked, um, uh, verbally assaulted uh, Raisa Robles, it was just too much, you know. It was too much for a lawyer, as you said, conduct unbecoming for a lawyer, but it was basically just inhumane. Um, How could a person say that to another person? And so when you see our statement, it is very, very strongly worded. Actually, it was more Strongly worded. The first draft was more strongly worded, and then we just removed uh, some words. Um, but we thought that it should it should stay strongly worded because Genon ganon um salitanya kay, kay and then of course um, you know um hindi lang naman siyempre, of course the way that he said what he said. Um, of course, this is also not the first time that he has attacked journalists. Um, and other political opponents, uh, political opponents of the Marxists, his political opponents. Um, so this is emblematic of the problem that we have right now that um, journalists are facing right now because um, for the last five, four or five years, um, we have been getting attacked both online and uh, sometimes physically, the physical attacks, the safety of journalists, matagal na yan. But the online attacks have really, really increased in the last four or five years. Um, And this is enabled by the current political climate. Now, I'm going to say, I'm going to say it, you know, where you have a president who openly attacks journalists. Of course, um, this encourages uh, the kind of behavior now that we see uh, Larry Gadon displaying. um, What he displayed, of course, far worse than what the president has ever displayed. Um, and so what, what does this, what does this mean? Um, we can probably expect, uh, other people to follow suit, uh, those who hate journalists, those who are, uh, against what the, ju- uh, journalists are saying.
0: So, so you don't see this as uh, an isolated case, even if this came from Lara Gidon, uh, who has, um, well, has just had certain episodes. Uh, verbally attacking certain people. Yes. Oh God, this is consistent with the recurring climate that we are in now.
2: Well, you know what? Uh, just today, um, uh, a member of uh, Alter media Adrian Puse, uh, he said that um, he got a private message from someone. And I will read to you uh, exactly what was said. unti unting kita, alam ko, bahay mo mo, mo and then the sender also named uh, his sister, her address, his girlfriend's name, email address in the threat. So, hindi siya isolated. Uh it's a kasi, threat on that journalist. Yes, yes. Sa akin, nangyari Last year, uh, someone messaged me. No, someone someone tweeted to me that he wanted to cut my head off um and i don't remember exactly what it was he was responding to but i know that it was something about the shutdown of abs cbn
0: okay um, Lisa, um of course you've been involved in a lot of controversies uh, in the course of your long career as a journalist this kind of insult that you got from this lawyer uh Gadon, how does this, this rank among the the insults or even verbal harassment that you've encountered in the course of your long career.
1: Siguro well, si larigadon hindi trinete na ako yung yung my, my my life, no. Pero sa insulto, uh, well, number one siguro siya sa insulto na na ganitong klase. Pero meron din ako noon na nakukuha mga ano mga threats na ano ilalagay uh, kita huwakain hu, ano. Uh, humanda ka, may hukay na ako para sa'yo, yung mga ganun ba. Eh, and they're always uh, sent to me online by, uh, I would call them trolls. Kasi wala sila mga pangalan eh. Hindi mo, hindi mo alam kung sino sila eh. So, pero you know, si rin uh, I think happy siya pag ganitong pinag-uusapan siya eh. Uh, sa tingin ko lang, ganyan yung personality niya, no? na ano pero ang hindi niya siguro naisip no siya ay tumatakbo bilang senador sa ilalim ng kilusang bagong lipunan ang patidong itinatag ng diktador na si Ferdinand Marcos Sr. Ang KBL ay bahagi ng Unity ni Bongbong Marcos Jr. at ni Mayor Sara Duterte. Kung kukonsentihin ni Bongbong Marcos at ni Sara Duterte ang ginawa ni Lagdon sa akin at hindi nila pagsasabihan si Lara Gordon ibig sabihin si Lara Gordon ang tunay na mukha lalo na ng kampo ni Marcos.
0: He Yun lang that. Ang
1: conclusion.
0: Okay so mukhang ganun sila malabas no ayun sayo siya yung mukha ilang mga supporters niya
1: pero why did di he tina- supporter mukha ng kampo ni Marcos remember yeah, but... he is mm-hmm. the he is a senatorial candidate of the I don't know if senatorial candidate na siya ng uni Team o, o basta alam ko official candidate siya ng KBL.
0: He is a Marcos loyalist definitely. Although in a previous interview nagalit siya sa tuwing they describe daw siya sa mga media interviews as a Marcos loyalist. Well, that is a factual uh, that is a fact. Okay. But uh, yeah, The fact that people like Larry Gadon, a known Marcos loyalist, behaves this way and we know that there are also other loyalists behaving similarly on social media what does it tell you and how do you deal with uh, with that kind of uh, verbal assault as a journalist
1: well yung verbal assault as a journalist you just have to uh, brush it off but make sure na ano na, na na you have to parang kasi gusto kong sa pakita kay Larga don hindi ako takot sa kanya at hindi ako aatras dito, no. Pero I have to make this uh, parang word of caution, no. Kasi ang naaalala ko sa KBL nung par- nung time ng ano ng, yung 19 mga 1986 and uh, uh even after after the ouster, meron na siyang mga violent, ano, may mga violent incidents na. In fact, Isang ano? Isang Cory supporter was beaten to death right in Rizal Park. Makahindi hindi hindi na na alara na mga tao na merong incident ng ganon. I fear talaga, and 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 people have to 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 to, to be to, to ready themselves for this. Now this is going to be one of the most violent elections kasi ano si ano si si Bongbong Marcos, Duterte, uh, si Gloria Macapagal Arroyo, sino pa ba? ba? They, they're all fighting for their political lives, mm-hmm. and so much is at stake this election. So hindi hindi mo maaalis na Baka pumunta yan sa violence.
0: Okay. We hope not, no? Barnaby. In that follow up statement, uh, your group mentioned that any citizen is in his right, uh, has a right to criticize the work of any journalist, right? Of course, of course. For the information of viewers, chakayo mga tao na may tendency to misconstrue what journalism is all about and the role of the free press and in democracy. Where should they draw the line between legitimate criticism and something that goes too far or too low? And number two, how should journalists deal with this level of harassment, like the one experienced by Raisa?
2: I think I'll answer your second question first. Um, I think it's very clear to us now, uh, if it wasn't clear years, um, a few years ago, it's very clear to us now that we have to push back. We have to push back. And especially for us in FOCAP, if it's, it's, if it's a member of FOCAP, that's the subject of harassment we have to speak out, because if we don't, then this will go on and on and on. And they think that um, you know, they're not accountable for their words and for their actions. Um, and that's not right. And so this is not the first time that we have spoken out actually this year, um, when a former presidential spokesperson Harry Roque uh, singled out um, the BBC producer um, for doing a story on uh, the South China Sea or the West Philippine Sea, uh, specifically, they went to uh, Bajo de Masinloc, right? Um, and then uh, Presidential Spokesperson Harry Roque was saying that their report was false, uh, but in fact they were there, and they were only reporting what they saw. Um, and so it, it wasn't um, it wasn't right that they had to single out uh, the producer of BBC News. And so we had to speak out. So that's, uh, that's very clear to us. Now, Raisa getting harassed, verbally assaulted, it was, there was no doubt. Um, everybody in the board voted to speak out, to issue a very strongly worded statement. What was the first question again?
0: <laughs> Dayong, how should uh, um, journalists deal with this?
2: Yes. Yeah, so um, personally, seguro,
0: seguro banggitin naman na rin yung how, how widespread this level of harassment is. As far as staying down to the encounter of many journalists are,
2: yeah, it's becoming more and more widespread. And it's actually uh, translating from online to real world. Um, and I'm sure uh, you know what happened to your crew, ABS CBN crew, while covering uh, one of the caravans of uh, Bong, Bong Marcos, right? I mean, um, Bong Bong Marcos supporters hating on ABS CBN, right? Online they do that right and then once and saying also that ABS-CBN is biased for not covering uh, Bongbong Marcos's uh, campaign pero nung nandun na yung ABS-CBN covering the campaign naman nila so there's really that danger of this, this harassment online translating to harassment in the real world um, it's real it's real for us uh, you know, um, we had members at, uh, uh, in FOCAP who had what to change their names during the height of the drug war, because, uh, we at FOCAP really reported extensively on the, the Duterte administration drug war and two of our members, they had to change their names, their bylines, uh, because they really, really feared for this for their safety.
0: Okay. Lisa, you said, uh, you would definitely press charges against attorney la uh, what? are your lawyers or what is your lawyer telling you as far as as far as the strength of this upcoming case is concerned
1: oh they're very very confident pero definitely i'm saying it out loud now may disbarment may second disbarment case siya hindi ko alam kung ilan na yung disbarment case niya eh na, na <laughs> nakafile pa kitanong sa ibp
2: mamaya pag-usapan natin yan case. with the
0: ibp
1: there's Pero, another so, case, na ano I,
2: ano? I was told confidential, but meron meron yata. tap.
0: <laughs> yeah. Pero hindi ba concern sa ira isa na ano? That let's say the the new administration changes after 2022, at kumana lang yung yung manok ni ni Attorney Larregodon, despite uh, politicizing the issue instead of just focusing on the merits. Ah, uh, this.
1: Sorry ah, kasi there's a, there's a phone call incoming from me. I think my cousin is at the door and asking me to open the door. Anyway...
0: May mayang konti, malapit na naman tayo matapos. <laughs> ano, yung sa,
1: ano yung tanong mo?
0: <laughs> Hindi kasi there's always the fear that uh, when you talk about issues like this, ah, yes, even yes. if you what think that this issue? is an open shot case, baka naman pa nagpalit na administration at kakampi administration, it might be politicized despite the merit or the merits of the that,
1: case. That's true. Now, what if he wins you know ano, no if he wins no yeah uh you know that family is a very vengeful family uh we uh, we i think na hindi lang kaso ang ano we're not going to be worrying just about the case but we're going to be worrying about other things uh but the thing is this no kasi i wanted i I want to emphasize to him hindi niya pwedeng gawin ito sa babae Hindi niya pwedeng gawin ito sa, sa sa reporter. Hindi niya pwedeng itong gawin sa ibang uh, tao, no? Parang enough is enough sa kanya. Uh, Wag nanyang ano, uh, hindi na niya dapat gawin ang mga ang mga ginagawa niya noon. Gusto kong i-emphasize sa kanya 'yan. But what if he, but what if Bong, Bong Marcos wins? You know, I, I told that to the lawyer, and the lawyer said, no, Bongbong Bong Marcos will lose. Huh? Parang kasi, uh, we are on the cusp of history. We don't know where our country is going. But people that I've talked to, no? Hindi, uh, some are so sure that he will not win. Ako naman, jaded dahoe. eh. Tinitingnan ko lagi yung dark side eh. What if he wins? But, tinanong ko ito sa isang analyst na, what if he wins? Sabi niya sa akin, strangely ah, itong analyst na ito na well-known, hindi ko lang nasabihin kung sino. If he wins, sino ang magpapatakbo ng kanyang gobyerno? Sabi niya, pamilya. Una, pamilya. Ang magpapatakbo, papatagbo, yung asawanya, yung 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 uh, sister niya, no, uh, ang nakapaligid sa kanya, no. Tapos siguro on the fringe si Gloria Arroyo, kasi hindi niya kaya eh. Bongbong Marcos is a nice guy, he's a very charming guy, but I don't think he can he can run the presidency.
2: That we and have so to see.
1: you um, will look look closely at his wife. Look closely at his sister. Yun lang masasabi ko. Okay.
0: Lastly, I'd like to ask uh, Barnaby. Medyo combative si, ano, si Raisa, uh, which, is, uh, no, which is expected knowing her and her character as a journalist. But you, being in touch with many of our colleagues also, do you sense that somehow similar a level, similar level of courage uh, is being more prominent now compared to let's say five years ago or four years ago? Or somehow largely there's still a lot of timidity or playing it safe among our colleagues in the face of all this harassment this online and verbal attacks
2: i mean i, I might be wrong but i feel like there's still a lot of uh, playing safe uh, especially when it comes to writing stories um i would love to see more investigative stories um i i i don't think that Uh, we are seeing enough of these investigative stories we used to see in previous administrations. Um, So I do see, um, again, I might be wrong, but I feel like there's still a lot of playing safe. And I feel like um, we do feel that chilling effect, as they say, uh, sometimes we don't know it, but we self-censor and media companies self-censor uh, but um, I also see um, more pushing back from the more prominent journalists who have been getting attacked harassed uh, both online and offline um, so I I hope that uh, more of us because because you know when you're playing safe people you don't, you don't really get attacked you don't really get harassed uh, but when you're more cori- more courageous then you are more prone to these attacks um, and so I, I do see um, some of us pushing back, um, and I, I think that's a good thing. We need to push back.
0: Orna and uh, Reisa Robles, thank you guys for joining us tonight on the program.
1: Yes, thank you, Christian.
0: Thank you, Christian. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. After the fact, we'll be right back. Welcome back to After the FAP. We're now joined by Attorney Domingo Cayosa, the immediate past president of the Integrated Bar of the Philippines. Good evening, Attorney Cayosa, and thank you for joining us on the program.
3: Good evening, Christian, at magandang gabi sa mga nakikinig at nanonood sa atin. Okay.
0: First off, did you see that video of Attorney Laregadon uh, verbally assaulting um, journalist
3: Isa Robles? Yes, uh, I saw part of it. Not the whole video, but I saw part of it. Okay, as a lawyer, what was your initial reaction to that? Of course, we're dismayed. Uh, It's a shame. And uh, uh, we hope that uh, our colleagues can can conduct themselves better.
0: Okay. Earlier, we were speaking with uh, Raisa Robles, and she said that she would indeed press charges against uh, Attorney Larry What are the options available for
3: her? Well, one is she can find the case with the Integrated Bar of the Philippines, or she can find the case directly with the Supreme Court. As a matter of fact, under Rule 139B, uh, the rules and disbarment, the Supreme Court by itself, motu proprio, can investigate such acts or such unprofessional conduct, if ever uh, it deems it is unprofessional conduct, uh, without any formal charge or complaint. The Supreme Court can do that.
0: So the, the, the Supreme Court can take cognizance of, let's say, the video circulating and then establish the facts there? Kasi naman eh. Under the rules, yes. Okay. So even without any complainant? That's correct. How about if uh, Raisa decides to file a disbarment, disbarment case against Attorney Larigadon before the IBP?
3: The, well, uh should
0: there be a complainant, or can din do I B P moto proprio.
3: No, it's the Supreme Court that, that can do it moto proprio. For I B P, we act on any complaint, regardless of who brings the complaint, and uh, regardless of who the respondent lawyer is. Uh, as long as there's a signed um, uh, affidavit and a complaint from anyone, it's the duty of I B P uh, to do that, regardless of whoever may be involved
0: you saw that video is that a clear case of a violation of the code of ethics or code of conduct for lawyers
3: from my, from my personal uh, view i think uh, it is uh, uh, conduct unbecoming becoming a lawyer
0: and would you know whether how isolated this is
3: or perhaps you've seen worse before or this is the worst well we've seen a lot of cases uh, statistics uh During my term as president and even before my term, the IBP National Board, the national leadership, decides at least about 50 cases, disbarment cases every month. We submit our findings and recommendations to the Supreme Court, but it's up to the Supreme Court to act on this. Uh, Most of these uh, recommendations by IBP are affirmed by the Supreme Court. But as to when it will be released, And when the final decision is, we don't have any control on that.
0: Usually, how long does it take for the process to be completed? First, let's say if the disbarment case is filed before the IBP, how long does it take before uh, you issue a recommendation and then the Supreme Court decides on that?
3: Well, there are some cases that are under face face baseless. So statistically, also Christian about 80% 80% of uh, disbarment cases are without merit, mga harassment cases ito. Natalo lang, may ng loob, dahil sa politika, disbarment. That about 20% are meritorious. So we decide on this uh, quickly uh, and recommend uh, imposed penalties ranging from uh, uh, reprimand to disbarment. Uh, and we do that uh, very regularly. Uh, it's one of the most difficult job of the national leadership and, uh, the time frame depends on the nature of the case and, uh, the pleadings or the postponements filed by either the complainant or the respondent. But, um, during my term, we adopted a policy of justice beliefs, because I think, uh, the longer it takes for us to decide on these cases, the more sense of impunity people have. So it's very important that, uh, meritorious cases, in, as well as harassment cases, should be disposed with very quickly. Yeah,
0: um, to be fair to the complainant and the one being complained too, depending on uh, the, the one being complained. But in, in this case, you said that person you believe there's a clear case of a violation, right? So let's say Raisa decides to file a disbarment case before the IBP. Usually, yung sinasabi ng justice, beliefs ganong kabilis siya?
3: Well, they, they, can, they can do it in six months uh, or even less or a year. It depends on what the respondent or the uh, complainant would do because we have to go through due process. We have okay. to hear out both sides.
0: Last six months within the jurisdiction uh, of the
3: IDP. Uh, for simple perhaps. cases, yes. Okay, That, that has happened before. Uh, Unfortunately, also, there have been cases that have stayed there for quite some time, for years. Also because, you know, we couldn't locate the the parties, they don't appear, they have postponements and so forth and so on. So there are things beyond our control. But I think it's the, for the good of everyone that the sooner the better these cases are resolved. How
0: about violations of this nature? Naparoon niyo yung video, no? tsaka doon sa mga nakapanood dito sa mismo video. I think napakaliwanag nung pambabastos, pambabalahura, pambababoy na ginawa doon sa isang journalist at isa pang babae. Babae ng journalist um how common is this or this is more of an isolated case as far as the cases that you were able to handle during your term were you concerned
3: well i don't uh, remember uh, so many of this nature just a few of these uh, uh, most of the cases uh, that pertain to offensive language or intemperate language are uh, cases uh, pleadings pleadings uh, filed in in court uh, we've had uh, isolated cases of this nature, but, uh, well, in the case of Mr. Gadon, it is highly publicized, and it's known to everyone, including the Supreme Court.
0: Okay. Now, if the, if the Supreme Court decides to look into this matter, motu proprio,
3: usually how long does it take? Well, I don't know. We don't have any control over the Supreme Court. What we know is that they have that power. Uh, to investigate Motopropio, So I don't know whether or not they will exercise that power, especially it is highly publicized uh, and it's done in public. But
0: so. given the batting average of the Supreme Court, usually, ba to umaabot pa, umaabot pa rin po ba
3: taon, for instance? Unfortunately, yes.
0: Okay. Now, let's say Attorney Gadon decides to apologize. Would that be a mitigating
3: factor? Well, that's uh, something uh, positive if he tries to, or he decides to apologize, admits his error or mistake, and apologize. But uh, well, that uh, remains to be seen. It could be uh, in uh, many decisions of the Supreme Court, remorse and the determination to reform and to be a better lawyer uh, is sometimes a ground for lighter penalties. And as a matter of fact, for some lawyers who have been disbarred by IBP and the Supreme Court, uh, remorse and apology and reformation was a ground or were grounds for the Supreme Court to reinstate the disbarred lawyer. Okay, but how about the history of the offender? Let's say in this case, Attorney
0: Larigadon, he was already suspended, I understand, for three months in 2019. Would that previous record also be factored in, let's say, in making a decision regarding a possible disbarment case filed against him?
3: Most probably, because if you read carefully the decision of the Supreme Court in that 2019 case, and uh, mind you, that case started in 2009, I think. So, you know, it took uh, 10 years for it to be resolved with finality by the Supreme Court. In that particular case, the Supreme Court, in its um, decision, warned the respondent, Mr. Gadon that a uh, uh, similar infraction in the future will be dealt with more severely. Yan ang sa decision ng Supreme Court.
0: So that was a clear warning coming from the Supreme Court. Okay. Now, in this case, IBP, let's say, um, of course, may merits ang kaso, no? Dun dapat ang, yun dapat Pero how do you make sure that the, that the issue is insulated? From any possible political intervention or
3: influence? Well, the IBP, if you notice, uh, Christian, uh, has been doing its job regardless of who are in power, regardless of who the respondents are, and regardless of who the complainants are. Uh, This is composed of uh, 10 governors, uh, nine governors from nine uh, regions elected by the chapter presidents. Uh, During our term, we did uh, our job regardless of our political inclinations, regardless of the pressure, and despite sometimes uh, the pressure. uh, I'd like to believe that the present board and the future boards will do the same. They will do their job uh, regardless of who is concerned.
0: Even if, let's say, there's a change in leadership, um, uh, let's say a new uh, president sits in Malacanang, it's not exactly something
3: to worry about? Well, it's it's nothing political. It's a professional uh, thing to do. It's our duty. And if you notice, uh, IBP has agreed with some uh, policies of government and disagreed uh, with some. So uh, we don't play opposition, but we do our job.
0: Okay. By the way, as we speak, is Attorney Lara a lawyer in good standing as far as the IBP is concerned?
3: I don't know. I don't have access to the record. Uh, What we know was that um, he was suspended by the Supreme Court in 2019. We don't know whether or not he had been duly informed. I suppose he has been. We don't know whether or not uh, uh, he has served the suspension. There's a process by which uh, those who are penalized by the Supreme Court will have to get certifications that they have served. So we don't know. I don't know at this point point if Mr. Gadon has already served that three-month suspension.
0: Okay. Now, given the severity of the language of the offense he committed against uh, Raisa Robles, again, I'm asking for your personal opinion because you're no longer the, the president of the IBP. Usually, what are the likely uh, penalty penalties regarding that?
3: Well, I would like to think that it will not be lighter than the three-month suspension and you know the supreme court can impose the severest penalty of disbarment Depend on sa the explanation of the respondent uh the uh persistence and the of uh, the complainant the evidence uh, and the circumstances surrounding the utterances or questioned utterances depending on sa timpla ng supreme court
0: Mm -mm. Now, this behavior by Attorney Larigadon, how do you think uh, this has affected or reflected on the legal profession in the Philippines?
3: Well, uh, of course, because it's uh, publicly made, uh, we hope that people will not make the generalization. But I think, you know, uh, people would see that most lawyers do their job. They're honorable. Uh, they speak uh, speak well, and they don't do these things. So these are exceptions rather than rule. Ang kwan uh, lang kasi, uh, Christian, is that, please note, that among all the other professions, the IBP or the lawyers, we are the profession that is most highly regulated, and we publicly castigate our members. I don't know any profession, including yours, the mass media, where you really investigate uh, and file charges against each other for unprofessional conduct. We do that at IBP. It's part of the territory. And for the 20% that are meritorious, it's a very difficult job for us, you know, to disbar a uh, colleague, but it's a job that we have done. And if
0: someone is a sport, the, the grounds are clear. It's very course, difficult. The
3: evidence should be clear, uh, the basis should be clear. And all the circumstances, uh, I'm sure the IBP board and the Supreme Court will take into consideration not only these particular utterance uh, utterances, but also you know the the track record and how many pending cases one may have. Um, that that is a reasonable uh, thing for any tribunal or decision maker to do. Okay.
0: Now aside from the uh, option of disbarment, what are the other remedies? Legal remedies available to
3: well, uh, aside from disbarment, she can, if uh, her lawyers or she thinks uh, there's ground for a criminal charge, she can do that. She can also file uh, for civil damages. So, maraming remedies. Disbarment is just one of them. Ang uh, maganda lang kasi sa disbarment, the Supreme Court in many decisions, and we all know these lawyers, disbarment is a is a class by itself. You know uh, and if you look at the decision of the supreme court also and rates of penalties ang haba. there are some na not found guilty there are some found guilty and then always i sinasabi you know uh it's a class by itself so very originaries yes yeah. mabilisan niyan, kung so uh it's one way and also you know uh and it's also good for our profession, because uh, we are guided to abide by our professional and uh, ethical standards.
0: Okay, you other criminal uh, criminal charges that could be explored by, by Raiza Robles, for instance, uh, based on the video that uh, you've seen, does that clearly fall under let's say libel, cyber libel, slander? Talk to us about those options.
3: Well, uh, that's for the lawyers of uh, Miss uh, Raisa to determine. And then, pagdating a criminal case, ang munang, uh, threshold mo will be the Department of Justice, the fiscals. Will they find probable cause? What is going for the offended party here is that it's very public, so the publicity is already established beyond uh, doubt, and they have the evidence. They have a clip, so. Uh, hindi masyadong uh, mahira, kasi the facts are clear. It's just the appreciation of whether or not uh, it um, amounts to prima facie evidence. And eventually, when it comes to the court, of course, whether or not uh, there is proof beyond reasonable doubt. I hope, you know, they work on this very quickly.
0: Okay. Finally, Attorney Kayosa, earlier we were talking about the impact of this kind of harassment on the free press in the Philippines given the fact that there are a lot of journalists who have been uh, who are being harassed, especially under the current political climate that we have now. What's your piece of advice regarding the public, including your colleagues in the legal profession? Whatever they encounter, let's say, opinions that they feel are contrary to theirs, let's say reports that they don't agree on. <laughs> what should be the attitude? What should be the demeanor, especially of a lawyer?
3: Well, for a lawyer, we must remain honorable. And then, as we uh, uh, demand that they, the other side respects our freedom of expression, we should also respect the freedom of expression of others. And But, of course, uh, we can disagree without being foul-mouthed, without being disagreeable. We can discuss things uh, very civilly and very professional. I think that's the minimum expected of lawyers.
0: Attorney Domingo Cayosa, thank you for joining us tonight on the program, sir.
3: Maraming salamat. Good evening.
0: Before we go, Philippine presidential hopefuls extend help to provinces affected by typhoon Odette. Some contenders have flown to hard-hit areas over the weekend to get a first-hand look at the devastation and provide cash aid and relief goods to residents. Senator Mari Pacquiao last week urged his fellow aspirants to set aside politics to help people affected by the storm. Only Vice President Lendro Bredo publicly backed his proposal. Senator Panfilo Lacson says he does not need to publicize his efforts to help affected residents. As for Labour leader Leo de Guzman, he urges government to help by tapping into the calamity funds in the 2021 national budget. So that's it for tonight. This has been your host, Christian Esguera. You can watch this episode again on i pfc or listen to our podcast on Spotify. Now for recaps and other exclusive content, subscribe to the ANC YouTube channel and catch up with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. See you again tomorrow, after the fact.